The following is an exclusive presentation of WPTF and Applied Vision Works. This is the Building a Leadership Culture Podcast, hosted by Bruce Gresham, the Principal Strategic Advisor of Applied Vision Works. An in-depth look at how Bruce and President Don Hadley help businesses reach their long-term goals. Here's your host, Bruce Gresham. Welcome to Building a Leadership Culture Podcast brought to you by Applied Vision Works. I'm your host, Bruce Gresham, and I am so grateful to be a part of the Applied Vision Works team. We're a business coaching firm that partners with business owners and teams to build a better quality of life, stronger organizations, and attain greater achievements. You can learn more at AppliedVisionWorks.com or give me a call at 919-739-2980. Today, we have George Zarilla, publisher of South Charlotte Lifestyle magazine to discuss transforming your career. George, welcome to the show. Hello, Bruce. Hey, I'm excited to be participating in today's podcast, and I'd like to thank you for the invitation. Hopefully, I'll have some insights that uh, will be of value on the topic. So I'm really excited to talk to you today, George, because we both have transformed our careers in really similar ways, but at the same time, kind of opposite directions. I, I started in the publishing world as a sports writer at the Charlotte Observer, actually met my wife there, and then decided to move into other businesses Well, you did the opposite thing. You were in other businesses, other industries for your career and then decided that you wanted to go into publishing. So George, tell us a little bit about Lifestyle Publications and South Charlotte Lifestyle Magazine. Absolutely. Yes. So South Charlotte Lifestyle Magazine is a franchise of Lifestyle Publications. Lifestyle Publication is the parent company. They're out of Kansas City, Missouri. They started back in around the 2006-2007 timeframe. When I started South Charlotte Lifestyle in April of 2016, Lifestyle Publications had a total of about 15 magazines around the country. Today, they're approaching 100 magazines around the country. South Charlotte Lifestyle Magazine is a direct mail magazine, and it's got community stories that go out to about 10,000 homes in the South Charlotte market. Our niche is that we are directly mailed to very affluent homes. The stories that we have and the stories that we write are stories that are of interest to the readers, and in turn, our advertisers would like to get in front of these very affluent families. So that's about South Charlotte lifestyle in a nutshell. You were in sales and sales leadership for large companies throughout your career. How did you end up a magazine publisher? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I did. Right out of college, I started working in corporate America. I started working with Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. And I was working in Pfizer for about 25 years. I had a variety of different positions at Pfizer. Um, Left there and went to another pharmaceutical company and worked at AstraZeneca. Both Pfizer and AstraZeneca are in the news today because they're in the midst of rolling out a vaccine. And of course, Pfizer's already developed the coronavirus vaccine. So they're both in the news as of late. Worked there for two years as a regional sales director. And then had a pivot and moved to Pitney Bowes, where the national vice president, Pete Morrissey, had worked at Pfizer for many, many years. And he knew me and I knew him. And I started working at Pitney Bowes. It was a totally different business than I was familiar with, with the 27 years that 
previous pharmaceutical sales leadership experience. But as you indicated, sales is sales. And as long as you have a good product and a value proposition, you're able to generally be very successful. After I left Pitney Bowes, I was approached with Lifestyle Publications, and they were intrigued with my background with direct mail, having been exposed to that in Pitney Bowes. So some of our clients did direct mail. Lifestyle was intrigued by that experience and that exposure because our magazine is a direct mail piece. We call it a direct mail on steroids. And they pursued me. And at that time, already been thinking about starting my own business. And to be honest with you, I, I thought about having my own business years before. Opportunity arose. It was perfect timing. And that's what I did. I became a publisher. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And so what are the three key things you learned in corporate leadership that have served you well at South Charlotte Lifestyle Magazine? Well, I, I, you know, one of the things that I'm really privileged to have experienced in corporate America was the training and the development that these companies, these Fortune 500 companies invest in their employees. So for me, having the experience of getting just incredible selling skills. And I really believe all three companies really invest a lot with their employees, their sales representatives to get them to be the very best they can be. So for me, the most applicable thing that assisted me in my position now was selling skills. Some of the things such as effective selling, effective presentations, handling objections, closing skills, The second item that I was exposed to was networking and obviously networking within organizations, the ancillary businesses around those organizations. But then that really was invaluable for me as I looked for not only uh, stories that would be of interest and content to fill the magazine, but networking also to assist in finding new advertising partners that I could work with and that would be interested in partnering with us in South Charlotte Lifestyle. So I would say the third thing was negotiating skills. Needless to say, negotiating with clients, advertising partners, essentially those three things were probably the things that helped me start my business. So when I look at how you did it and versus how I did it, where you actually were in publishing first and then went to the corporate world, I think in many ways, my experience set me up to be successful in my own business just based on the investments that were made with me in the previous companies I had worked with. So I really liked the way it worked out for me. That's great. And so you mentioned that you had thought for years about starting your own business and just the timing was right with lifestyle publications. But that journey of figuring out what type of business you want to start with, that kind of thing can be really pretty wild for entrepreneurs who want to, to start their own business. When you were going through that process, whether it was five, 10 years before you actually did it, what were some of the things that you looked into or what were some of the steps that you took to kind of start down that path? Well, first of all, they they were presenting me with an opportunity to start my own business and they would provide me with a lot of the back office support. And that for me was the one area that, that was I was a little leery about because I didn't have very much experience with all the other back office items that uh, to run a business. I knew I would be successful in 
in my selling and in obtaining advertisers. And so I felt very confident in that ability, but it was their ability to provide this, the back office things that would, I was out there looking and securing partners that the, the back office things would continue making things happen, continue keeping things going. One of the things that I was very intrigued about was the opportunity to start something new with a growing company. Lifestyle had shared with me their plans for success and their plans for growth. And I felt that being attached to someone that was growing as fast as they were would be also very successful for our, my new career and my new business. I will say that I, it was interesting because when we were going to start South Charlotte Lifestyle, it actually was going to be more focused on the north part of Charlotte. So it wasn't going to be called South Charlotte Lifestyle. Actually, I was going to start the new magazine called Lake Norman Lifestyle, which is in the northern part of Charlotte, uh, just north of Charlotte. But when I started doing the demographics with the people from corporate and we started looking at disposable income and the, the ideal reader that would be perfect for our new magazine, it looked like hands down, South Charlotte would be the place to go. So although I live up in the northern part of Charlotte, it was going to be easier for me to work Lake Norman. It certainly wasn't going, I, I felt like, wow, if it's easier and it's going to be uh, more convenient to work Lake Norman. But if it's my new business and I want to put my best foot forward, I need to go where the, the money is and where the, the actual readers that are going to make this magazine successful are. So I decided to go to South Charlotte. And, and it's, it worked out very, very well. I'm eventually looking to possibly start another magazine up in the northern part, Lake Norman area. But at this point in time, South Charlotte it turned out to be a very uh, good decision. And it was just one of those things that uh, made it possible for me to be successful in my first new adventure of starting a business. I think you said two really important and interesting things there. One, that you knew where your skill sets were. And so you attached yourself where the back office would be kind of taken care of. And it's much like other small business owners who start off. Maybe they're in plumbing, HVAC, or the trades, or heavy manufacturing. Successful businesses usually start off, in your case, a whole back office infrastructure to be successful. But in many cases of kind of startups um, where they're on their own, they start off with one or two key employees in the office making things happen watching the finances, making sure payroll happens, making sure accounts receivable, accounts payable are happening on time and, and not causing issues. So I think that that was really a transferable thing, regardless of the business that you start. And then the other thing that I thought was really interesting was the idea that you innovated or changed. I wouldn't say changed midstream, it sounds like you changed probably about a couple steps into the river, but it was interesting that, that you found a kind of a new path. How tough was that decision and what were some of the, the immediate wins by making, making that decision? Bruce, you're absolutely correct. That decision was made early on, thank goodness, that I had not invested time in developing and growing Lake Norman. So that decision was made early on in, in the new startup process. I would say that it was instrumental that 
I follow where the most likelihood of success would lead me, and it was going to South Charlotte. So although it really required me to put more time and the commute was going to be significantly longer and getting to know people that I wasn't familiar with the individuals in South Charlotte as much as I was with the people in the northern part, in Lake Norman area, I felt it was still important to do that. I will say that it was interesting that the initial magazine was going to be called South Park Lifestyle. I had already been selling South Park Lifestyle for uh, two months, had been ready, got all the advertisers ready to be, to become a part of the April issue. When uh, about five weeks before publishing, I got a phone call from the uh, CFO, who's also the attorney for Lifestyle, and he shared with me the fact that uh, I would not be able to launch my magazine called South Park Lifestyle because there was another magazine already called South Park, and there was a trademark on that. So I was a little uh, disappointed because I had brought this to his attention uh, a good six, eight weeks earlier. And he assured me, no, there's no problem, that you can't register areas and what have you. And all of a sudden, three weeks before I'm going ready, ready to publish our first issue, South Park Lifestyle, I get a call saying we can't call it South Park Lifestyle. I'm like, what? And so we thought about it and came up with the name of South Charlotte Lifestyle. I then had to approach all the previous advertisers that had already decided to partner with me under the name of South Park Lifestyle and ask them if, if it was okay uh, for them to continue partnering with me when my magazine would be now called South Charlotte. And they loved the idea. Not one of them pushed back on it. They felt it was more encompassing the name because it would have more of an area that was more representative of the area they were looking to market in. And as it turned out, serendipitously, that was a great thing that occurred because had I been called South Park Lifestyle today, I think my business would have been very limited in regards to the geography of what that encompasses, that name. And in turn, this new change was now more encompassing of a, a geographic area that was larger and it worked out very, very well. And it's one of those things that luck was on my side. I much prefer today that we're called South Charlotte Lifestyle than had we been called the original name of South Park Lifestyle. There are so many different challenges that jump in front of new business owners. And it sounds like you certainly had your share. What are some other things that stand out from your experience of launching the magazine that you would have new business owners, regardless of industry, look out for? One of the very first things that I came across was that in starting a new business, it's almost like hemorrhaging dollars. The cash flow that first year was going out much faster than it was coming in. And I would very much tell this to other individuals that are looking to publish in Lifestyle Magazine that please make sure you have enough capital. It's not enough just to have the bare bones to cover your expenses for a month or two, but you probably should have enough capital that will allow you to survive and thrive for at least six months. I was hemorrhaging dollars and it was just amazing how the amount of outflow compared to inflow. Probably was a good seven, eight months after I started my magazine that that started to turn. And I, I just, when I talk to people that are interested in starting a business, I'm just amazed at how many of them don't have enough capital to 
keep them going for a period of time. So that for me would be the most important advice I would give someone that's looking to start a business. The second thing is identify your strengths and know what your strengths are and then identify where your areas of weakness and opportunities are and find individuals that might help you fit those gaps that I possess. And that's worked really well. People that I've started with back then are essentially still with me today. And I think that's really says a lot about that their, you know, their, their strengths are very much appreciated and very much used on a daily basis just about. So those are really the two things that I would advise and counsel people that are looking to have a business consider. So you mentioned you started to feel comfortable around month six or seven. What were one or two milestones that that came to mind where you started to feel, hey, this thing is actually going to start working? One of the things that started happening was some of the challenges I faced before that was I would approach a potential advertising partner and I would share with him the concept, the vision. And I had a prototype of what my magazine was going to look like. And they invariably, I would get the objection was, it sounds great, looks great, but you know what, George, why don't you come back to me when you actually have South Charlotte lifestyle in your hands? And then let's talk about that. So that was an objection I would hear very often. When the magazine actually came out, that objection obviously subsided. But I was able, even then, getting those objections to overcome that objection by getting people to obviously to jump in anyways and believe in my vision of what this magazine was going to look like. So those were some of the things that I started getting some momentum. But when people would come back and renew, that's the thing that turned the page. And that's the thing that actually helped me get going faster. I'd have clients, it worked for them the first six months that they were evaluating it. And then they started coming back and renewing. So as I started renewing existing clients, but also picking up new clients, all this started occurring around going six, seven, eight. Uh, that's when it started growing exponentially. You mentioned a shared vision, and that's so important, not only for your customers to hear at the beginning, but also for your employees. How did you kind of develop that vision and how did it evolve over time, you know, the first year versus where you're at now? Well, in, in many ways, it's still the same vision that's been refined somewhat, but it's still the same thing. It's it's getting information, share with them my advertising partners that this is a magazine. It's, it's, it feels great. It looks great when someone gets it in the mailbox. And these, because of the quality of the paper we use and the great photography that's used in the magazine, that people would invariably want to bring it into the house. And because it was a brand new magazine, there was curiosity in regards to what is this publication. And that's how I would try to get people to come in and join me because I'd like, this is the best time to join me is because this is going to be arriving in people's homes and they're going to be all looking at it. So this is the time to be jumping in and becoming a part of this magazine. So those were some of the things that I, I used initially to get people there. And then the vision of what the content would consist of. It would have travel information. It would have lifestyle information. It had recipes. It would have things that would be of interest. At the same time, it would be very easy read. It wasn't going to consist of politics. It wasn't going to have any of the, the controversial type of things. This would be easy reading with great pictures 
And that vision is the vision that I started and we've maintained and kept as we approach our 60th issue now, April 2021. And in many ways, that vision that we started five years ago is still with us and and it's still driving the magazine today. You are listening to the Building a Leadership Culture podcast brought to you by Applied Vision Works. Today on the show, we have George Zarilla, publisher of South Charlotte Lifestyle Magazine. South Charlotte Lifestyle Magazine's just launched a new website where you can find out more. The website is citylifestyle.com forward slash South Charlotte. And as always, you can find us at appliedvisionworks.com. You can email me at bgresham at appliedvisionworks.com or connect via phone at 919-739-2980. Join us again soon to hear part two of the conversation with George. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Building a Leadership Culture podcast with Applied Vision Works Principal Strategic Advisor, Bruce Gresham. Questions, concerns? Please email Craig Chase at cchase at appliedvisionworks.com or call 800-786-4332. This has been an exclusive presentation of WPTF and Applied Vision Works.